all the venom produced by the head of the snake. Gaze upon the fruits of its propagation of the global war machine. Commiserating its empire of destruction and misery as it slithers throughout the globe, bringing Megadeth and agony to all. Beware the head of the snake. Stay vigilant, my friends. Power, ferocity, and directness describes the attack of the animal kingdom's most feared predator, the tiger, whose major weapons are his powerful forepaws and razor-sharp claws which, with a single swipe, can down a full-grown deer. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and thank you for spending your time in the Tiger's Den. We will try not to waste it. It is Wednesday, May 24th, 2023 AD. This evening, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special episode. Tonight, we ask, is the United States sovereign? For that matter, do other nations of the world control their own destiny? Is the vicious grip of the slithering, creeping, slime-covered serpent coiled around the entire world? As its fangs drip with venom, the venom of war, depopulation agendas, and global debt slavery, the entire globe is being mesmerized, gazing into the eyes of its deceiver, this great deceiver, and unwittingly swooning to the lullaby of destruction while the snake constricts and prepares its prey for consumption there is a snake in the grass ladies and gentlemen and with our brilliant guest the tiger shall pounce on it bilderberg the imf cfr trilateral commission and more global cabal acronyms are being hurled around and angry tiger is bringing the information by the pound so hold on ladies and gentlemen because you have the tiger by the tail with us tonight ladies and gentlemen our very special guest when authoritarians hear her name, they turn to dust. Elegance, power, and intellect are at her very beck and call. A fearless freedom fighter in the trenches of battle for the information war. Ladies and gentlemen, constitutionalist and executive producer of Free Mind Films. You can find her on Twitter at Liberty Lodestar. We are very proud to present Mary Ellen Moore. Welcome to the Tiger's Den, Mary Ellen. Wow. Welcome to you. I'm I'm just so impressed with that introduction. I don't even know what to say. Well, I'm happy to be here, Angry Tiger. This is fantastic. Well, it's it's great to have you here. Our guests are, you know, when we have them here, they're special. They're 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 the you know, you, you guys are the treat of the show. So I, I like to treat you guys, you know, with uh, with special attention. You deserve it, you know. So um, everybody is used to me doing a quote about the Federal Reserve, and I'm going to be honest, guys. I did. I didn't have the time. I, I, I actually I forgot about it because I was too busy stuffing my face with pasta. So, <laughs> but and actually getting everything ready. But um, so I just want to apologize for that. And I'd like to announce, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the new prisoner, um, TNP Platforms, is actually uh, simulcasting with us tonight. And I want to thank them. And I want to say I am very honored and proud to be uh, in. You know, have them simulcast like that with me. Um, so I want to welcome all their viewers to the show. If this is your first time viewing the Tigers, then welcome. And uh, we hope that you enjoy the show. So we got a superstar here tonight, so there's no way we can go wrong. So here we go. So M M Mary Ellen, um, give people a little bit of a background about um, where you come from and, you know, how you got involved in all this real quick and, you know, give them a rundown. So in case there's anybody that hasn't heard of you, they know. Well, 
I will do that. But first, since you don't have the Fed quote, I'm just going to give everybody just a one line of clown world news that I just heard a rumor that Governor Newsom of California, if Dianne Feinstein retires, he's thinking of appointing Oprah, Winf Oprah Winfrey to the Senate. I just thought everybody <laughs> would enjoy that little tidbit of clown world news. So. <laughs> that's clown world, all right. I have some clown world news that's really funny as we get into this. Um, actually, <laughs> once we start getting into this, it's gonna be funny. So, uh, okay. yeah, so tell us, tell us about yourself and you know how you got involved in Freemind Films and all this great stuff. I got involved with Freemind Films about nine years ago. Uh, they produced A Noble Lie, which a lot of people are familiar with, Oklahoma City, 1995. And uh, the one that I was involved with was Shadow Ring. And State of Mind, The Psychology of Control was the middle film. And I got involved right after that film and helped with Shadow Ring and produce, helped produce and get all the interviewees and everything. It's a fabulous film, especially if you have friends who it's kind of introductory, it's nonpartisan. So it's an introduction to who really runs the world behind the scenes, because a lot of people have woken up to the fact that there is someone besides the presidents and prime ministers running the world. So it's sort of about our hidden oligarchy and uh, the shadow government that basically has run things for hundreds, if not thousands of years. I was a flight attendant for uh, a major airline for 34 years. And during that time, I was always researching and always studying not only the world situation, but I have a hobby of alternative medicine and what I like to call natural medicine or original medicine. Real medicine. That, that ties in very much with what we're going to be talking about today and uh, people, people's well-being, because the powers that be do not want the American people or people around the globe to have what I call well-being. So I've been very uh, active with trying to wake people up, being involved in the film industry. I've been an activist in some other areas. I've helped with some other, produced some other films. And I also... Um, had parents who were very awake. They were original members of the John Birch Society. So when I was growing up in the oh. 60s, my parents were very informative. Uh, even though we were little kids, they, they kind of shared a lot of stuff with us or planted seeds so that I'm very fortunate that I have a brother and sister who are also very awake. And I'm very grateful for that because a lot of people do not have family members that they can really communicate with. Right, right. No, well, your parents were were members of the John Birch Society. Um, yeah, I'm. I, you know, that that's a great thing. Um, if you guys don't know about the John Birch Society, check out their literature. Um, there's a lot of great stuff there. A lot. Um, Angry Tiger has been known to be on the mailing list from time to time. <laughs> no, yeah, I, I love the John Birch Society. So you're highly qualified to discuss what we're going to get into tonight, and basically, it is. You know, what spurred my, I, I was just going to do a show on Bilderberg, right? But I heard you on, uh, I think it was Get Mad with Chris Graves. And you were talking about, you know, the Shadow Ring movie. And and, and you, you said a lot of stuff that a lot of people don't know. I heard I heard multinational groups like like Trilateral Commission and Council sure. on, I heard you talk about that. And you were, you were very learned about it. So I said, I would love to get her on and talk about Bilderberg. But... As I thought about who I had, 
I'm like, you know what? Bilderberg is just one example of the yeah. same thing, right? It's, yes. it's, it's, it's just like the central banks. The central banks, I, ta- I tell my viewers all the time, the central banks do the same thing over and over again. They do it through history. You can watch them, right? Yes. That's one yes. thing you can count on, right? They're going to repeat themselves, you know, one way or another. The nuances might be different. The circumstances might be different, but they're going to do the same thing. So that that that's what this is. That's why I included like the IMF, the CFR, and the Trilateral Commission in this discussion tonight. Because people think, I think, there's a lot of people, especially in the conservative circles, they have no idea that we are no longer sovereign. And what's your opinion on that before we get going here? Oh, well, that's the whole idea to get rid of the get rid of the nation state. And if you look at this, you know, throughout history, how they've maneuvered all the nations uh, into this global way of thinking. And it kind of goes back, I mean, in our recent history, in our history that goes back, you know, 100 years, let's say, I mean, we could go back hundreds of years, but this all started with the round table groups. And if you look at the round, put a round table in the center, and then there's offshoots, the Club of Rome, which is basically your environmental groups, your eugenics, and they're the, they're the group that's exploiting all the environmental issues. Off to another side is the United Kingdom and Global, the Royal Institute of International Affairs. There's another offshoot, the Trilateral Commission. They concentrate mainly on America, Europe, and Japan. The Council on Foreign Relations, which was uh, the orig- one of the original ones, because that was like 1921, that's mainly America. It was, it was kind of in cohesion with the Royal Institute of International Affairs, and then, but they're, they're separate, but yet together. And as you said, you'll find out that all of these groups, the banksters are the key element with all of them. And then you have the United Nations, another offshoot, and then you have the Bilderberg, which is basically USA, Europe, and global. So they're all offshoots of this main round table situation that's been that we've been under for the last uh, 100 years. And like you said, the international bankers are always there and they're all dedicated to the new world order and global, whether you want to say global government, which is one thing or global government governance, which is through regional, they're going to put it on us through regional government and incremental and iteratively until we are all under one uh, global auspices. So they always make sure there is a a boogeyman. Can you hear me? I was muted. I was what no, I just said was wow. Like, okay, what, what did sorry I about that. Wow. Sorry. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. You, you're like singing my tune. You've just pointed out so many great things. Just just the point. That, OK, there's a difference between global government and global governance. Yes. Do you, how do you the people in this in the so-called sovereign nations, the Western nations who consider themselves democracies and the such? All right they're not going to take a global government. A lot of them aren't going to swallow it right now. It's just, they're not a hundred percent ready, but they have been global governance has been going on for a very long time and people don't understand that. And it's, I, I, I love the fact that you point that out and, and, and I'm sorry, but I have you here. So I'm going to ask you another question. I have, we'll, we'll get through the stuff I have here. Don't worry, but I have another question. So you just, you so succinctly just put, the order, how things are, 
And you're right. They're all at the behest of the international bankers. That, that, that's why I, I say go for the head of the snake. It's the central bankers. And those are around the world. Every, every country has a central bank, right? So right. With, with that being said, do you think, like I asked Tony Arterburn this, I ask a lot of people this. So the BRICS nations, they're central banks. They have central banks. They're in competition with us SWIFT nations, right? Yes. Financially, on the surface, as far as I can tell. My question to you is, are they on the same side of, do they want the same thing? Are they talking to each other or are they actually, are these, do we have two competing international banking cartels fighting over the carcasses of their, you know, their countries? I personally, I think that the end game is the same for everyone, but I think those BRICS countries, I think they're mad because the United States has had the football for too long. So it's political. So the bankers are just watching what happens. They don't care because all of them win no matter what. It's a war. There's a war or whatever. I believe that. I mean, we have no way of knowing. I mean, you know, it's, it's a, it is a power struggle because even though they all want the same thing, there is a power struggle among you. You've seen it with people running for office. They're going to do the exact same thing, but they want the, they want the power. They want the name brand. Right. The reason I ask you this is because, you know, we're going to have great conversation here. The reason I ask you this is this, because, okay, so I've been thinking about this stuff for a long time. Right. And I've been studying the central banks. We look at geopolitics. You know, we all we are looking at the same stuff here. And I, I have this this thing in my head where. okay, so we got the Marxist communist foot of this and, you know, that from the Jacobin Revolution all the way up to this. You know, and we have this like, are are we, when we look at things, I, I you know, I want to try to focus on the main thing as much as I can. So that's why I focus on the central bank. So I'm trying to put this in a way that, that makes sense to you. So is, how is the Marxism and the communism coming into the West fit into all that? And how does it... How does it, how uh, are they pushing that as, 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 as and yes. why, why, why would they do that? Well, in a way it's, it's sort of like controlled opposition. My, my mother was always convinced that they play both sides. So, you know, if you look at, if you look at communism, you, here's an example from the Vietnam War. Um, you know, I learned a lot because I went with my first husband on his unaccompanied tour over to Southeast Asia. It was toward the end of the war. But, you know, you learn a lot because our soldiers our, our soldiers had to stand down when Russia came in to uh, uh, fix the SAM missile sites. And we couldn't, we couldn't fly missions because we didn't want to hurt the Russians. But what was interesting is they were coming down the Ho Chi Minh Trail with Goodyear tires. So we're obviously trading with an enemy that's trading with our so-called enemy. And you know, the Vietnam War was never really about that. The American people were so deceived. All those hippies were right, although they didn't really know why they were right. They were, <laughs> they were right. And so we, we kind of always played both ends against the middle. When I was at school at Arizona State University, we were training Israeli pilots at Williams Air Force, excuse me, Luke Air Force Base on one side of Phoenix. We were training the Arabs from Saudi Arabia at Williams Air Force Base on the other side of Phoenix. Now, why are we doing that? This is the military industrial complex. 
is part of the banksters, part of the banking. It's all related. Big pharma, the military, the, the banking, it's all related. And it's, it is a power struggle. So communism is real. And they use communism. Here's the key. If you have capitalism or crony capitalism, we don't have real capitalism in this country. Crony capitalism, communism, socialism, a monarchy, uh, a democracy. Fascism, we have the fascism right now, too. Fasc yeah, but fill in like whatever kind of government you have. And you prove me wrong, I want to hear somebody prove me wrong. You will always have a cream of an oligarchy coming to the top. You will have, you might have a middle class with capitalism, but there's always an ultra, you know, the libs call it the 1%. There will, or I really call it the one-tenth of one percent. Exactly. But, yeah, the one percent is yeah, it. Yeah, there's communism. Everybody's equal. Oh, no, no, no. You look at every communist or socialist country, they always have that wealthy oligarchy at the top. Absolutely. Always. Yep, yep. Everything. So communism is, it's real, but it's for the plebs. It's for the common people. It's not for the elite. The elite never, the elite satanic globalist pedophiles, whatever you want to call them, they never give up what they have no no and that's you know that that that, that you you kind of again you you put it you put it beautifully so basically you answered my question basically what what I, and that was it being you know communism was something that i think tripped a lot of people's mind like the in the john birch society they said yes. look at this what is this what's going on here and that 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 grew into where we're at today and it's, I, that's what I was going to ask you, Should, you know, is that part of a distraction to get people who are, are thinking about this stuff to just focus on, you know, the communism and, and all the stuff? Because if you look at the social media, they can distract you with anything they want. It's yes. important that we fight at and fight the ideology. And sooner or later, that's, that's, that's the end goal, right? As a debt slave, you know, that's where they want us. But, that's right. but to just focus on the, the ideology is almost like just focusing on one thing. Right. Where people say, oh, it's it's this that like when they say the Jews run the world. Oh, the Jews run the world. When you do that, you have taken the focus off yeah. the, the real deal. Right. It's not right. just the Jews. There's we're about to show you right now in in my in my way of thinking who pretty damn close who runs the world. And it's kind of scary. So I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to share the screen with you, Mary Ellen and, uh, and the people at home. Let's see if I can get this. It's awfully small, but. I'll, I'll read some names. This is the build. Okay, Bilderberg. We're gonna start with with Bilderberg. Okay, and where where is there? Here we go. The first one's the most fun. <laughs> yeah, the Bilderberg. Where are they at? They have a um. Oh, this is a whitewash story on the Bilderberg. Here we go. Bilderberg. Me a brief history. Okay, and this is right from the Bilderberg website, ladies and gentlemen. Right. The annual Bilderberg meeting is a three day forum for informal discussions designed to foster dialogue between Europe and North America. The pioneering meeting grew out of the concern expressed by leading, lead, leading citizens. Now, wait a minute. When we talk about royalty here, Mary Ellen, we always give them the dog. So, <laughs> so these leading citizens on both sides of the Atlantic the Western Europe and North America were not working together as closely as they should on issues of common interest. Whose common interest, theirs or ours? The first meeting took place in the Hotel de Bilderberg in Oster, Osterbeek in the Netherlands from, 20, from the 29th 
to the 31st of May in 1954, representatives from economic, social, political, and cult cultural fields were invited to informal discussion to help create better understanding of the complex forces and major trends affecting Western nations in the difficult post-war period. So remember, guys, five years ago or six years ago, did you guys hear about Bilderberg? You crazy conspiracy theorists. That don't exist. Oh, you must believe the lizard people are on their moon base controlling everything. No, no, the Bilderberg group, it's like where, you know, our politicians and our business leaders and all kinds of goody people, all kinds of people with, you know, their hands in the goodies go and meet with other people from other nations and bankers and all that. And they talk about stuff. That's no big deal. Right, Mary Ellen? Right. <laughs> well, that's the that's the media definition. And they pretend like it's very benign and benevolent, even though decisions are made which end up affecting us all. In fact, you can go back through history and find examples of things that leaked out that were discussed at Bilderberg. And next thing you know, a certain nation is being uh, regime changed or uh, the dollars being devalued or something is happening that was was discussed there. So they they have to pretend like it's nothing. And then they, you know, the the real definition to, to for make for people to know what's real about it is it is an organization of political leaders and international financiers that meet secretly every spring. They did miss three, though, I think COVID. And back in 1976, there was something happened that they didn't meet that year. But it's, you know, Goldman Sachs, the bankers, CEOs of multinationals. The media is not allowed, but the media moguls, the head honchos are allowed. And yes. you've got, you got uh, what they do is this is a great place where they interview prospective uh, presidents, presidential candidates. There's several examples in history where they used uh, the Bilderberg meetings to bring in people that a lot of people never heard of, like Bill Clinton and Jimmy Carter. And yep. Yeah. Yep. So See, yeah. A lot of people aren't hip to that. And there's a lot of new people in our community. So right. when they need to learn this stuff, right? That's so, right. And, 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 That's right. <clears throat> excuse me. Part of our job, I think, is to be able to red pill people, so to speak. Yes. But we can't listen. I tell my viewers all the time, the truth is, is a very hard thing to take. Even when you're dealing with yourself, when you have to look inside yourself and tell yourself the truth about yourself, right? That's, that's not an easy thing to do. So when you tell people the truth, now the truth that we're dealing in is not just any old kind of truth. It's not like you're saying, Hey, you know what? You've got a flat tire there and the guy's got a flat tire or you're going to get a flat tire. If you drive through all that, you know, yes. all a pile of bob wire over there, the truth we're trying to tell them is a change in the foundation in the way that they think because you're taking their world and you're, you're, you're totally twisting it on putting it on its end. So instead of throwing a five gallon bucket of truth on someone that's, that's not right. into this or a conservative or even a lefty who's leaning, then we can't forget about those people either. No, a lefty I that's leaning towards the truth. You do it with an eyedropper. You don't do it with the five gallon bucket, right? That's right. And I, the reason I uh, really um, like to tell people to learn some of the histories because history is very non-threatening. If you go back in time and learn some of the basics as to how we got to where we are today by learning history isn't that scary. It's, it's when you tell people, well, this is going on now and this is going to happen and we're doomed and everything. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't know what you're talking about. And you sound like a tinfoil hat. And 
But if you if you encourage them to read and learn some of the history and some of the things we're talking about, and you, they kind of go, yeah, you know what, that does make sense. Oh, that might explain why we are doing what we're doing today and who these people are that always seem to, uh, they run for office and then they never follow through with what they what they say they're going to do because they're all co-opted or bribed or threatened or, you know, fill in the blank. It, you're exactly, you know, if you, we could break like, okay, I'll use the conservative groups as an example, like yes. the Hannity people, people who listen to Hannity, if they understood that we are being ran by other, other, you know, people at multinational level at a multinational level we we are in global governance they, that, that would help, right? That's a large group of people. Right. But that's right. Can you break them out of that trance? Can you get them out of that mind control that because they have been dosed? Right. So and then on the left, it's even worse. They have been dosed and that the way they're doing it is is is, is almost a radicalization technique. Right. You know? so it's that's scary. But but I was looking at so 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 tell the folks, I mean, to me, the basic explanation of Bilderberg is 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 it's a way for the the bankers and all the people in the on the western hemisphere the anglo well, is the anglo-saxon empire a proper term you know i think it is or, or, or is it poking people you think that's pokey no, I think, <laughs> I think, you know i i think there's some truth to that because i've always believed that when the revolutionary war was fought uh, fought as great as our founding fathers were i think there i personally believe and i've read some things that make it seem like there was a little bit of a compromise to, to finally end the war. And that was Cornwallis going away with all of their stuff. You know, we didn't take any spoils of war. And the agreement was that we were going to somehow stay connected to Mother England economically. And I believe that happened. And they, they, they did it kind of, uh, it was very subtle. And of course, a lot of the, you know, um, uh, what's his name, Hamilton, and a few other people kind of wanted to reestablish that central bank early on, and they did, and then it would get canceled, and then they put yep. it in again, and Andrew Jackson fought it, and finally, they kind of got rid of it, but there was always a tie there. I don't think it ever really went away. I think we've always been connected. The UK and the US have always been connected. That's just my my personal belief based on my reading and my study because oh no a hundred percent a hundred the English okay. banking money never yes. left yes that's it they, they always stayed in control that's right it. and a lot of people will will say oh it's it's Jewish and it's not it's 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 that that's that came out of England well, that, yeah, I mean, that, there's, that. Jew there's Jewish people involved but that's not the that's not the only thing if you like you said if you make it just about that then you're missing a lot of the other points. I mean, I'm a person as a follower of Christ. I mean, I believe that it's satanic. So um, yes. the, the Luciferian uh, conspiracy uses all kinds of groups, uh, Pharisees included. They, they've used they've used a lot Thank of so-called Christians as well. And um, so, no, I, I will never call it a Jewish conspiracy. I mean, I think there's a lot of Jewish bankers and stuff involved in this, but I, like I said, I just I won't make it just about that because I. Well, I no, I mean, there's a yeah. lot of. <laughs> if you look at the bank, if you look at banking history worldwide, and you look at the banks now, there's all kinds of different bankers involved in this. There's oh, there's yeah. lots of money going around right now. You know, I would like to be a fly on the wall in the central bank in China. That's <laughs> right now, though. You know what's scary, Marielle, and this, we do a lot of finances on this show. Is that did you know China's youth unemployment's at twenty percent? Say that again. So China's youth unemployment is at twenty percent. 
I did not know that. Why is that? Well, production is down because people worldwide here in the Western Hemisphere aren't buying things because inflation is devastating them. That's okay, so that's, that's a global slowdown. Not not a good thing. So so we have. As I looked at this list, I'm going to throw this on screen yes, real quick. Please. We're going to go through some of this. Um, okay, from the U. Just uh, okay from the United States. I'm going to spew out some of those names because those are the names we're going to recognize. And if I see something fancy from another country, I'll let you know. But I mean, we'll just go over a few names. I'll I'll pick a few choice ones. So we got oh the CEO of 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 OpenAI, uh, Altman Sam Sam Altman. Okay, we have the um, let's yeah. see. Oh, of course, Annie Appleboom from the Atlantic. You know the Atlantic, their publication, the the publication of the New World Order, basically. Oh, yes. Yes. So you have the Atlantic. That's oh, we mentioned the Atlantic. That's what all the fancy people read. Yeah. Yes, we'll give them. A- <laughs> oh, anyway, okay. Here, here's another one. Uh, we got some a professor from Energy and Science from Stanford University. She's from the USA. Um, oh, surprise! Albert Broloff from the chair at CEO of Pfizer Inc. Could you imagine that, Mary Ellen? I wonder why Pfizer Inc. is at Bilderberg. I want. <laughs> I'm sure there's a couple other pharmaceutical companies there as well. This is one that should make everybody shudder. Now, yep. there is the Logan Act, which they they ignore the rules, right? It doesn't they they violate the Constitution. If we did half the stuff that these people do, we would all be under the, we'd be under the jail. Believe me. So we have this person. Where did it go? Oh, so we have. I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name 100, but it's Tarun Shabara, and who is he? He is the senior director for technological and national security, National Security Council. That that's who that guy is. So I, I believe that, that that translates, ladies and gentlemen, to a man who sits on the National Security Council and he's the yeah. director for the te- technology of the National Security Council. No big deal that that guy's meeting with foreign businessmen and foreign and foreign leaders and foreign politicians. No big deal. Carry on. Eat some Doritos. Drink a beer. Watch a football game. Super Bowl's coming. Anyways, I'm sorry. So we got um. Who else do we have here? So we got that guy. Any notable more people from the United States? The director of cybersecurity and infrastructure security agency, Jen Easterly. Do you hear the names that I'm? T- I just got lightheaded when I thought about that. When I think about the names that I'm reading, I'm going to read one more name from the USA and then I'm going to save my favorite one off the whole list for, okay, we got the prime minister of Denmark. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to butcher their name. We got what uh, democracy initiative. That's a left-wing think tank, the chair of that place, Henry Kissinger, of course. How old is Henry Kissinger? Do you think for real? 5,000 years old? I don't know. He's been around before Bilderberg, though. He's been around for a long time. <laughs> yes. They are legion, Mary Ellen. They I are know. legion. I know. So, so that gives the that gives the the, the people at home a, a an idea of who goes to these things. So you have the media. There are people from the military-industrial complex, for sure. There were people that are sitting on the national security council. There are mm-hmm. people that were sitting on the transportation council. I noticed you got the same thing across the board for every nation. What do you think of that? Mariel? What could they possibly be talking about? Do you think this is like one meeting to set up for more meetings or is this, it's not the meeting of meetings. It's just one of several plots. Cause well, we got G the G seven and the WEF, you know, and all that stuff. 
Well, uh, yes. I mean, I, they're, like I said, they're all related and it's a big recruiting, you know, Bilderberg, all of these are big recruiting stations for cabinet positions, for future presidents, for, I mean, the policies never change, but so they supply the media and the banks and everything. And, and you, you were mentioning all these security agencies when, when the whole thing with Trump happened and the Russia collusion thing, do you remember when it first started and they said 17 security agencies have decided that, yes, it's true that Russia spied on Trump and there was collusion. My question was, why do we have 17 spy agencies or security agencies? Why, does the United States need 17 agencies like that? So all these agencies, our representatives go to these meetings and what are they deciding? What are they deciding to do to us? They build these big places out in Utah that are, you know, sprawling and they're just scraping everything that we say or do. And, uh, you know, I'm not worried about being on lists anymore because my family, we were on lists back, you know, 40, 50 years ago. So <laughs> I'm not that concerned. But so right. then you have, right. you have all the, the AI people. So, you know, what's what's being talked about there. And, uh, you know, the, the military you have um, military representatives, and I find that to be one of the most uh, frightening things because I don't know if there's, I don't know if you mentioned any military people, but I know military people have gone to these in the past, uh, generals. And oh no, uh, oh yeah, Petraeus has gone to this before. Absolutely, and and several others. And yeah, I was looking for his name. I was looking for his name on the list earlier. I couldn't find it, but there are all kinds. Of, I'm sure there's somebody from the Department of Defense on here. Actually, I, actually, I, I thought I've seen that, but no, they're okay. The, national security is the art. It's like, okay, when I explain the bank, so my body's the central bank, right? Chase yeah. is the arm, right? Citibank is another arm, you know, you got yeah. the fuckers, right? And it's the same thing with the, with, with the military industrial complex. I, I, I might be wrong, but I think the intelligence agency is a arm or might be even the main body. But they're all connected. The National Security Agency, they have the whole gambit at this stupid meeting. And what's scary is that every all these meetings are like this. All of these meetings yeah. are like this. You know, and I'm not going to do the George Carlin thing, but that, that's really how it is. Oh, it is how it is. In fact, you notice that they don't really mention uh, the list doesn't really contain CIA. But I wonder how many of those positions are really cover CIA positions. Well, well, yeah, and how many think tanks are the venture capital firm? You yes. know, a venture capital firm started yes. this up. That's the CIA, yes. a lot of these venture capital firms. Yes. I mean, don't get exactly. me wrong. There are real venture capital people. I've met with them, right? Yes. But they weren't but, CIA. The, C, well, the CIA starts yes. this stuff. They they have phantom companies. They have phantom companies in the stock market. You got the Federal Reserve as a, a desk at, the, at the, the stock exchange. They can trade. I mean, I don't know. Talk about giving the key, you know, letting the fox in the hen house. That's that's insane. So we're gonna um, we're gonna go over to, I believe, this next one. We're gonna start talking. So we have Bilderberg, and and so every year they meet. It's all these world leaders. And my point in all of this is that um, the the problem with all this stuff is that it's a world government or world governance, like you like to say. All right. Like you put it for us. You put it. You made that distinction. I'm going to keep that in my mind because sometimes you can make that slip. I just said it. World government. It's world governance. And that's what's happening. And so I'm getting to uh, I'm trying to get the screen shared here.
So in closing on, on the Bilderberg, what, what, uh, what do you want to tell anything else you want to tell everybody about that? You know, there is, there is one thing uh, since we're getting into a little bit of the history, which again, I think is so important. I just want to read you a quote if I could everyone. And the original, uh, Honcho for the uh, Bilderberg meeting was Prince Barnard, and he was the husband of Queen Juliana. And she, that family back, you know, 40 years ago was worth $2 billion. They've got to be worth well over $100 billion or more. I mean, that, that kind of money is so insane. But her husband, he explained his philosophy probably about 25, 30 years ago before he died. He said this, and I think this is key because he was right there when Bilderberg started. He said, here comes our greatest difficulty for the governments of free nations are elected by the people. And if they do something the people don't like, they are thrown out. It is difficult to re-educate the people who have been brought up on nationalism to the idea of relinquishing part of their sovereignty to a to a supranational body. This is the tragedy. He calls it a tragedy that we have nationalism. So that shows you that's their end game. Exactly. And, and what they don't like about that is that means sovereignty to people, That's hands right. down, right? That the country sovereign. will stay sovereign, right? And the country is sovereign and the people are sovereign within the country, within the nation. So, so do you find it a coincidence that since the founding of Bilderberg, you know, and there's the Club of Rome, there's a lot, we're going to talk yeah. about some of that stuff too. But since the founding of Bilderberg, okay, that all of a sudden that all of a sudden we kind of like with Europe, we kind of go along the same way. They're a little bit behind us or they're ahead of us in a lot of tyranny. Right. But we now, yeah. Right. The global governance is in, in effect. Right. Right. And one more thing. Excuse me. Hold on one second, guys. I had to clear my throat there. One more thing. There's a, there's some hope. Okay. Do you have anything else on, did you have anything prepared or anything else that you wanted to talk about on Builder? I want to like, if you, if you had anything, please let me know. I, I think, I think that's it. Um, I do, I do believe that it's um, the conspiracy with Builder. I mean, it's every, all those organizations are intergenerational, but I, I do think that, that people have to keep in mind that the people who are invited to Bilderberg are people that are being groomed. Obama was invited. Clinton went in 1991 when it was in Baden-Baden, and no one knew who Clinton was. I have a great Clinton story, which I'll share with you sometime, but I spent four days with Bill and the, he, show, uh, the she beast, I call her, back in the 80s. And um, he, you know, no one knew who he was. And when I first heard about him, I said, who's Bill Clinton and where's Arkansas? I mean, he was, he was totally groomed. Obama was groomed. I mean, uh, Ford was groomed back in the 60s. No, he wasn't anybody. He went to some of the early um, early Bilderberg meetings back in the 60s. So wow. they, they invite them, you know, Bill Clinton, Angela Merkel, uh, Tony Blair. You know, the list goes on and on and on. And I, I also want to say before we leave Bilderberg, <laughs> did you forget Stacey Abrams, the real governor? No, no. Oh, you're really, Wait a minute. There, I'm giving you the light of hope. Oh, I'm the, sorry. The, this is the light of hope. There is a ray of hope, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Okay, and then, yeah, let me uh, let me get let me. Sorry, get... it's okay. It is okay because um, we're gonna. <laughs> 
Oh my goodness. Yes, I ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of hope, and I'm going to get it up on the screen for you right now. And here it is. The, the light of hope is this. They have this woman at the Bilderberg group. All right. Okay, their meetings. They they've brought Stacey Abrams in. Now, anybody who has seen or heard Stacey or seen and heard Stacey Abrams talk, okay, knows that this is a glorious thing for our side. Because this is this is what they're going to groom. They're going to groom this, really. That is, I I don't know about you, Mary Ellen, but to me that is a that is a a tremendous uh, sign of hope. And uh, I love I <laughs> I was laughing when I seen that. I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, what is she doing there? You know, what yeah. if you're going to have a, a secret cabal, you're not going to let. Uh, she's that. That tells me there's probably major compartmentalization going on there, right? Oh. I totally believe there's inner circle within the inner circle. I They probably have breakout meetings, don't you think? I'm sure she, who knows why they invited her. She's she's a, she's a front piece and a very large front piece. I don't like to be cruel, but I'm sorry. Um, she, well, and very easy to, easy to manipulate someone like that. You, you know, they're absolutely. not, it's not that, you know, they're, I don't know. All the crayons aren't sharp in the box, right? Half the crayons are gone. It's like a like a four year old took the crayons out on the concrete and then put them back in the box. That's what we got going on over there. So anyway, that's a, that's right. me being nice. Sorry, I didn't Not mean to, to steal your So here's our next topic. Um, these guys, the CFR. <laughs> so no. on foreign relations, you can't throw a rock and not hit one of these people. I'm telling you. They're everywhere. The list has over 5,000 members. Look at this. I've just been through it just to show everybody. Over 5,000 members. I, I did not look at all the members, but there are, there are not only politicians, but their their spouses, their people that they're related to, people who are involved in the big corps, people who are involved in big tech, they're all there. Everyone is there. Media, DOD, what? All everyone. You could just help me out here with the Council on Foreign Relations. How devastating are they? And, and I'm going to get over to their history here, if it lets well, me here. Again, again, they. Uh, it's a recruiting ground, and you can have four or five thousand members, but those four or five thousand members are not privy to what goes on in the inner circles, or as you said, the compartmentalization. Right. Okay. That's, I mean, I think we can, we can, we can safely, safely say there. And, you know, like Bilderberg, the CFR is dedicated to the new world order and the same, you got a lot of the same players. There's a ton of overlap. The international bankers are always there. Kissinger's always there. You know, they, every, and, and they've planned every war or contributed to every war. Every war is won by those people who profit from it, and they have all profited. And they bring in these movie stars and media people. That's just their fluff to make, to, again, to make it seem more benign. They had a harder time doing that with Bilderberg because the, the group, when they invite people, it's usually only 100 to 150 people. Right. But the, the Council on Foreign Relations uh, was the offshoot of what happened after uh, World War World War One, when they tried to push push through the League of Nations and it didn't go through, so yes. they formed a council on foreign relations so they could still have this group that would uh, 
still be able to maneuver and have meetings and decide uh, world foreign policy and foreign policy. And they could always make sure there's a boogeyman. I've, I have not seen any case in the last 120 years at least where they haven't created a boogeyman for us. Uh, you know, whether it's the Germans or the uh, COVID or, you know, whatever. It's just there's always, there always has to be a, a, boogeyman, a boogeyman. And, you know, it, what, what I want to tell people is you ask the question, who really runs America? And that's what our film's about. That's why I encourage people to watch Shadow Ring, because it really explains the origins and how they put people in to be president and, and how a hidden small group of people really holds all the power. You know, you can just look at a lot of conservatives. You were talking about Hannity. Look at, look at Ronald Reagan, okay? His whole cabinet was CFR and Trilateral Commission. He had, um, I think, okay, I have the stats here, 64 CFR, yeah. six trilateral, six trilateral and CFR, and five were former members of the Trilateral Commission. Okay, so even Donald Trump, who I confess, a little bit idiotic of me, was kind of hoping, but based on certain things he said before he even ran for president, I thought, well, maybe he's going to expose some of this stuff. And he, of course, he did not. Don't feel bad because you know what, Mary Ellen? He stole, they stole. Okay, did you ever hear of Cambridge Analytica study and how they, yes. how they put all that together? Sure. They stole the script out of the John Birch Society. I mean, it was verbatim. I mean, really close. And like, I had that same hope. Remember, you went to the webpage and it said all this stuff. And yes. you're like, oh, look at this. Oh, this is maybe. this is a, a, Amer Americanism. He used the term Americanism, which was first used by the John Birch Society. But, you know, I, I heard a friend of mine in the Birch Society told me that um, they had heard that his dad, uh, Fred or whatever his name was, was in the Birch Society. So I don't know. Um, but, you know, there's infiltrators everywhere. But but the but the idea was when he became president and he or he was elected and he started interviewing all these people, he had RFK Jr., Tulsi Gabbard, all these people were kind of different. They weren't insiders. And then he just, you know, Sheldon Adelson and all these people, all of a sudden he's got Goldman Sachs, dual citizens, bankers. He filled all those positions with the with the exception of one or two. Yeah. The, the worst people. You and I could have sat on the cabinet and done a better job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I couldn't. No. I, if, if you said, Mary Ellen, pick deep state people. I, I mean, Trump, I, I, I don't know. I couldn't have done it better than Trump did. And people, my friends get mad at me that are just huge Trump worshipers. And I'm like, how do you guys not see this? It's because they've been they've, it's, they've had a psyop run on them, Mariel, and exactly. a bad one, a horrible, horrible psyop with the Q, the Q stuff and everything else. And and you know, Trump was uh, he, I, he had those people. He had Goldman Sachs bankers. He had he had the military. He had you know uh, CFR members. Okay, yes. and he had trilateral commission people, if I'm not mistaken. So oh, yes. he had the yes. same mix that all. Now, when I see that, that this is the problem. People don't understand. That's his cabinet. If you run a company, run, being the president's like being the CEO of a company. You get all your departments. They tell you what's going on in their department, and they advise you. You say, well, I hired this guy. because What, what do you think I should do, Tim? What do you think I should do, John? What do you think I should do, Paula? And, yeah. and they tell you what to do, and then you do it. That, or you kind of add your thing, or you tell them no. But most of the time, they're your advisors. And you got the CFR and Goldman Sachs and the military, and these guys are advising your 
your your president. What do you think is going to happen? Because everybody's turned him into a king in their minds and literally here in this country. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go on that tangent. It just irritates me. So we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna shoot over like lightning over to um the Council on Foreign Relations. Okay. And I have a, I thought I had a roster for those people. Where did that go? Well, that's a big roster because I think. No, no, no. The Trilateral Commission, excuse me. The Council on Foreign Relations was, uh, yeah, that was, that was crazy. That was quite, quite the roster, over 5,000 people. So. Yeah. Interesting about the uh, Trilateral while you're digging up your list there. Uh, Carter, President Carter. Uh, he went, it was really interesting before he ran for president, he went over to London and had dinner with, uh, David Rockefeller and kind of a fun story that he promised when he was running, he said, I want to be the, the president that doesn't bring on any insiders, no CFR, no Bilderberg. Well, that was right around the time in the early seventies when, the trilateral was being formed. And so the trilateral got a hold of Jimmy Carter and lo and behold, you know, arose by any other name, right? Of course, of course. That's how they work. And here, here it is. Okay, so these are the North American members currently, okay? So we have uh, yeah. uh, the senior vice president and chief strategist of the president of Boeing, okay? Who's, yes. oh, secretary okay here's this guy graham ellison special advisor to the secretary of defense and former assistant secretary of defense okay that's td securities military industrial complex of course yes senior vice managing group and deputy secretary of commerce okay this is all on the council on foreign relations now is These that guys CFR? Or, or trilateral commission excuse me thank marianne thank god for you tonight Thank you, Jesus, for Mary, Mary, Mary Ellen. And I just called you Mary Ann. Thank okay. goodness for Mary Ellen tonight, Jesus. Thank you very much. So, no, you're helping me out. But no, look, I mean, I'm just, because when I look at this stuff, like when I'm, when I'm not on air, I'm like, oh, wow, look at this is crazy. Look, look at all these people. These, this is the North American sector. All right. They're all co coercing and cohorting with people in other yeah. countries. They start wars. They talk about this. Look at this. Andrea Mitchell, chief Washington correspondent. What is she? What is the a, a journalist doing being a member of the CFR? Well, what are they what are they meeting about that we don't have the tri transparency to know what they are speaking about when we're not in the room with them? Well, that's and another the Chatham House rules. How dare you? Yes. <laughs> Petraeus, look at this. You got David Petraeus here. I mean, there the list is. goes on and on. And like you said, I mean, even Jimmy Carr, who, you, who else was in? There's another big name that I remember. Well, North David Rockefeller, you know, this was the trilateral yes. was the one that included Japan. Okay? Yes. Yes. So the, it was U.S., Europe, and Japan. It was that that region. The Asia-Pacific members. Yes. Yes, Asia-Pacific. Um, yeah, and that was before, you know, it kind of started before they opened up uh, China to us, you know. So it was... <sighs> Uh, you know, I, I, it, you know, they were, they're all interconnected. So I don't get too hung up on which one's really the most important or the least important because. No, all... no, that's what I was about to ask you. So, so basically yeah. let's, let's kind of like, ba I, I like, again, I, we like to speak working man's English on this so they can, they can divulge this to other people. All these groups come, come, compile up 
a global government who does not enact a global government technically, but we are under under global governance at the behest of who I, I, I think, you know, is the central banks in the international yes. banking cabal. Yes. Right. That's and right. they and the, maybe these groups, Mary Ellen, instead of them being so mystified to us, maybe as as in our community, instead of them being these shadowy groups, we should just think of them as compartmentalization process of the of the banking cabal. It kind of seems that's what's going on here. Well, yes, because why would they need so many of these organizations if that were not true? So I, I do agree with that. But, you know, I think they plan to with the as you, you know, you want to talk a little bit about the IMF, which I am no expert on. But I do know the World Bank and the IMF wield such control over this international economy because they're the ones that go in and uh, with our help always we're the jackals. If you've ever read uh, John Perkins' very important book, um, "Confessions of an Economic Hitman," yes, uh, yeah, yep. that's. I mean, this is what we've done time after time after time. And you know, even uh, Trump, before he got elected, questioned. He goes, "Why are we doing this? Why are we going into all these countries and doing regime change? I want to stop that." Yeah, right. He didn't, but uh, he acted like he wanted to. But but this is this is what they do. It's really. Uh, and they're using our military as their their force. We are the hammer, right? I always it's, say that we're, we're, we're the war hammer for them. We've we've been the, the for their empire. We have been the yeah. you know their centurions. Exactly correct. That's why we are so much following the rise and fall of the Roman Empire, which I recommend. It's a very hard read, or if you can get a synopsis, and we are just tracking exactly. It's very scary. <laughs> It's really, it's really frightening because we are. You no, know, I, 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 I love history. I am, I am a student of the Roman Empire. My father was Roman, right? So he was like, you know, study Rome, study Rome, study Rome. You know, uh, lots of bad stuff. But I'll tell you what, I live in Michigan, and I wish, I wish we knew how to build roads like they did in Rome. I can tell no. you that. That's about. But, and but yeah, and bridges. But the empire thing. I mean, you watch it. We are. We are rotting, and, and this is what scares me. With all the technology and everything else, it happens faster. It's fat. The moral decay is is terrifying. That's what scares me the most because without the morals, you're not going to get anything. That all the stuff we talk about doing, all the stuff that we want hope for, aren't going to come if the people don't have the morals. Well, it's it's results in brutalism, which is a form of architecture. That's what we're seeing. What they're building. You know, it's planned obsolescence because they don't want, you know, they don't want you to have a refrigerator that lasts for 45 years, even though they can build one that does. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, yeah. They got hip to that right away. I, I work on yes. a lot of older vehicles. And uh, I'll tell you what, the stuff that they used to build, and I have some older tools my father passed on to me. Yes. They, they built stuff way better. Now yes. they have what they called planned obsolescence, right? Where they right. build stuff to break on purpose, right? Yes. So they can... You know, so, but yeah, the IMF, the, real quick, the last, the last one we're going to cover, and then we're going to, we're going to talk about where to find you and some other people. And uh, I have one more story I have to break for, for everybody. It's a sure. financial story, but it's right up the, along the lines of everything we talk about anyway. Um, the International Monetary Fund, those people, yes, the International Monetary Fund, yeah, we'll give them a gong. <laughs> Who we've been discussing, ladies and gentlemen, these are the people that run the world. 
Okay, indirectly or directly, these are the people that are running the world, that are helping run the world for the international banking cabal. So, uh, in short, in, in working man's English, Mary Ellen, can you tell the good folks um, what the IMF basically is really in, easily, in, a, in an easy way? You know, that's really not my area of expertise. A lot of times when it comes to money things, I just know that this is, this is the World Bank and the IMF is the, is the creature that lends out the money to foreign countries and then takes over their resources when they can't really pay it back, which they never can. Sounds so, like you know a lot about well, you, you know about the, how they operate. So don't a, sell a great, your a great example. I'll give you one example of it. So back in the I was living in Los Angeles. I remember the the peso was crashing, and we bailed out the peso. Okay, this was in the early nineties. Well, the bankers always get their money, so the American taxpayers are on the hook for the IMF and the World Bank when they loan these countries money or when their money fails, the taxpayers are on the hook to pay back the bankers. Because guess what? When they say we're going to forgive a loan for college or whatever, no, 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 no. Bankers always get paid back. We are on the hook for it. That's my basic bottom line for IMF and World Bank. And I know it's much more convoluted and you know detailed than that. That's, you know what, it's, it's a lot. If you want to get into the inner workings yeah. of how they do everything yeah. and hide money and get money from central banks. And, yes. and they are basically like a central bank in and of themselves. You yes. explain it perfectly. And, you know, the way I explain it to people is basically they, they take all these smaller countries, they loan them money, and then they own them. They put them in hawk. They put them in their pockets, so to speak, right? That's you know, right. it's an old game. And old destroyed game. a lot of destroyed a lot of lives, innocent lives that the American people aren't even aware of. And And if we knew, if we knew half the things that our country was doing in our name, Okay, I think the American people would start rising up, but we don't we're not aware because we're not unless you research, you're not told any of this. The media doesn't cover any of it. Oh, no, people get mad at you if you tell them this stuff. Oh, you hate this country. You're making up crazy stuff. Yeah. What's wrong with you? Right. You yeah, hate this country. No, you have to be a patriot. That yeah. irritates me, too. It, yes. To be a patriot, you have to be able to say, hey. Yes, this the government's doing wrong. Just because this is my team doesn't mean I'm going to say, oh, that's okay that they cheat. Because what they yes. do other places, they're going to do to us sooner or later. That that's History shows you that. History is the main teacher. I, I'm sorry. I get fired up, Mary Ellen. I'm and glad. It, I, I wish everybody just, did. We, we, need to, well, we need to be able to explain it, and you did it perfectly. The IMF, and then they get their buddies from the CFR, and they find the most corrupt leader in the world. Like they'll go to some place like Somalia or Ethiopia, loan this guy a bunch of money, and he uses it, starves the people, and uses it and sells stuff, and you know buys weapons with it, and becomes a, a powerful warlord. That's that's what happens with the IMF and the CFR. And we we groom these people in, in these organizations, the 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 Bilderberg CFR, they groomed these leaders to go back to their countries, and we install them. And as you said, bring in the bring in the jackals to do the installation, and that's what we've been doing. And we've hurt so millions of Iraqis killed and Libyans, and I mean, it's just it's absolutely insane and criminal. So, yeah, it is. It is real quick. I want to say. Uh, yeah. Uh, people are enjoying the show. I'd like to let you know that. And we have some people in the chat. And we have uh, we have Tom Cooper. What's going on, Tom Cooper? Everybody check out Tom Conspiring with Tom Cooper with Mr. Chris Graves. That is a fun show on Saturdays. We got a Syrian girl regular and Karen Carpenter regular. 
ladies thank you so much for uh for joining me and, and, and viewing the show i really appreciate your support um who else do we got chris graves the mastodon of researchers yeah and Rhonda tate what is going on Rhonda tate but uh karen carpenter i put her i put her um comment up uh catherine austin fitz seems to have a good handle on this topic yeah she's uh she's great you, you know, I'm I'm so glad those people are in the chat. I love Syrian girl, and I um, I have someone. If you ever want to have some uh, a really good person on about Syria, I have someone who really is an expert on that, and it's it's terribly interesting and ties in with everything we've been talking about. Right, right. Oh, that's oh yeah. I know. I would uh, definitely like to uh, to get her on. Maybe we can get all of us on. Harps from Australia also is viewing. Oh, Harps, down on, brother. Yay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, Harps. Thanks for viewing. Guys, thank you. Thank you for being in the chat. I'm going to end it. It's. I know it's pushing a little bit over an hour. We're 29 seconds over, but we're almost done. Some breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. You know me. Uh, I'm the tiger. I like to keep my eye on the finances and the, and the head of the snake, the bank. The bankers, the snake-headed gypsy tinbenders at the Federal Reserve with their boiling cauldron of mercury, summoning Moloch and economic destruction for all. And that's exactly what they do, really. Uh, the probability... Oh, okay, let's uh, share the screen, Angry. This is from... Um, this This guy said this, okay? This hedge fund manager. His name is... Uh, Hugh Hendry is the... Yeah, Hugh Hendry is the name of the hedge fund manager. A probable... Now... Just the, just him saying this, Mary Ellen, is amazing to me because a couple more guys like him say something like this and a bank run could occur. The probability that U.S. banks will restrict cash. Listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. Withdrawals is rising like mercury, says Macro Guru. And Macro Guru, they're calling this guy a Macro Guru because he's a hedge fund guy. You know, he's a, uh, I'm not going to say it. Anyways, but so I just wanted to point that out, ladies and gentlemen. This article is from Benzinga. Check it out. Um, that's not a good sign. I don't like that because a lot of people, all their money's in the bank, and if you yes. can't get it, it, you might be able to use your card. But what does that say? It's this, what we've been telling you. You know, it, it's it's a pyramid scheme. It's a Ponzi scheme. It's about to collapse, and we all we know that they're about to change the change the currency. So if you're going to buy gold or silver online and get yourself a commodity that you can hold in your hand. Okay. I suggest that you do that. I suggest yeah. two things. Number one, terra firma. Like I always say with your feet on the ground, find a local silver dealer, get to know him, make sure he's not a ripoff artist. Okay. And get to know that guy and deal with him. If you're going to buy it online, you go to davidknight.gold, you click join Wolfpack. Okay. And you, my favorite thing to do, you can do whatever. You can buy gold in any way, shape, or form and silver from Tony. And I think you could buy um, Bitcoin as well. But it will take you to the den of the wisest of the wolves. And you sign up for Wolfpack. He's got a thing called Wolfpack. And that's what you want to do. That's where you want to go. It says join Wolfpack. You can go there. And it comes up sometimes. And there it is. <laughs> and $50 to $1,000, there's different buy-ins, right? And it's a group buy-in. So you're getting a pretty, you're getting the best deal that you can find on the internet. So if you're going to buy silver and gold on the internet, check out davidknight.gold, click join Wolfpack or check out wisewolf.gold, but go through davidknight.gold because that supports David Knight. And that guy's the place where I like to get a lot of my geopolitics, all my good information. Well, you can go to the Knights of the Storm podcast uh, website here and you can find all these great people here. 
um, from the David Knight show. It's going to give you a scheduling. America Unplugged. You got uh, you know all three guys over there. One of them being Tony Arterburn. The other one being Billy Ray, Ray, Ray Valentine, who's got his own show. So it's Tony and you got Donald Jeffries over there. And on and, on Saturdays at a noon Eastern time, they put a nice show on. They discuss the week's topics. The big they pick a couple topics. It's a fun time, and they give you you know intellectual insight as well. Gardner Goldsmith. The Trooper of Liberty. I think I'm going to rename him oh. the Trooper of Liberty because this guy, even he is, he's sick. He's so sick. I would be in bed, right? Wrapped up like a mummy, you know, crying to my dog, please go give me some orange juice bouncer. And this guy is, is, is doing marathon, you know, podcasts Monday through Friday on Rockford, 6.30, you know, 6 o'clock uh, Eastern time, usually to 7.30 and beyond. But he is a Trooper of Liberty. Chris Graves, great researcher. Conspiring with Chris Graves, get mad with Chris Graves, check him out. He's on all kinds of different platforms. New prisoner number six, excited. We are uh simulcasting on his platforms tonight. Welcome viewers from number six over there in the you know, the new prisoners platform and all his listeners. If any of you are catching it, I hope you enjoyed it. I, I know you did. We have the elegant, powerful liberty freedom fighter Mary Ellen Moore with us breaking down the new world order and their cabal. Anyways, Charlie Robinson, Eric Peters. Jason Barker in the Foxhole tomorrow night, Thursday, 8 p.m. Check out Gregory Manorino, Lindsey Gray, Modern Retro Radio, Free Mind Films. I think Mary Ellen Moore knows about that. And check out me, Angry Tiger. I'm on Twitter, Rumble, YouTube, Substack. And I got a link tree on my uh, Twitter. So check it out. Ladies and gentlemen, if you find it in your hearts to donate to me or any of these people, go ahead and please do so. We could all use it. We basically will use it and put it back into the show so we can bring you a production value and, you know, you know, just try to make improved stuff for the show. I'd like to do a couple things and I know everybody wants to do a couple things and, you know, so if you like us, Oh, that's another thing. Like, and share everybody like crazy, ladies and gentlemen, that's what we need you to do. Like, and share free mind films. This wonderful lady here had a huge hand in this would you tell us where to find you mary ellen moore and uh anything else you want to tell us before we close out all about yourself please i want people to watch the film and it's <clears throat> you go to freemindfilms.com you can watch the trailers for all three films and i'm on twitter at liberty lodestar and i'm also on facebook if those of you who are still uh <laughs> in uh, zuckerberg's uh, gulag like I am, yeah. uh, I just have so many friends all over the world. I can't lose it. So um, it, it's a wealth of information from all my uh, foreign friends. But it's Mary Ellen Moore, like my name. So I'm not hard to find, and I'm 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 public. And if you can't friend me or you want to, you can send me a private message on there, and I will get back to you. Nice, nice. I think. Uh... As long as you're willing, I think there's going to be a lot of other people who are going to want to get you on the podcast. So I think you're going to see be, be seeing a lot more of Miss Mary Ellen Moore. And, um, you know, what I like to do, uh, because we do talk about a lot of serious stuff and it gets kind of crazy. I, I played this in the very beginning when I, I think it was my first or second episode. But um, it's so funny. I love it. and I, I'm going to play it again for us all. And then I'm going to, um, you know, get us out of here, Mary Ellen. How's that? Sounds good. All right. Here we go. Why don't you take that money and invest it in something? Why don't you do that? Invest it in what? There's wonderful land values outside of Dodge. Now, why don't you go out there someplace, look around, and buy yourself a lot? A lot of what? A lot. 
a lot of land. Well, fiddle, I can't afford to buy a lot of land. You probably could, the way you've been a bilking and gouging so good. Oh, I'm trying trying to help you, for heaven's sakes. It don't cost a whole lot to buy a little lot. What do you mean? It don't cost a whole lot to buy a little or a whole lot to buy a lot. What do you mean? Well, I mean a, a little lot of land. But there ain't no such a thing. <laughs> a little's a little and a lot's a lot. There ain't no little lot or lot of little, don't you see? Now, you want that beer, don't you? No, I, I'm all worn out. <laughs> I love that. I love that back and forth between Festus and Doc. Anything else, uh, uh, Mary Ellen? Want to thank no, you for I... coming into the Tigers Den. You've been an thank awesome you. guest. Awesome guest. Ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, remember, time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and try not to waste it. Spend it doing something you love, with someone you love, improving yourself, or preferably all three of those things. Ladies and gentlemen, until we meet again. Your time is your most valuable commodity. Cherish it and use it wisely until we meet again.